Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello there, hello there, hello there, and welcome to the program. It's the first Tuesday in the month, which usually means there's a fire drill. Just saying, if it happens, uh, you'll have been forewarned. Uh, it's Tuesday, as I said, and that means my sister Susan is joining us. She's had a whole week to get up all her bilious fluids, and uh, I'm willing to bet there'll be a rant or two uh, coming out of her today. <laughs> Which, you know, I cede the territory. Go ahead. I'm I'm pretty much done in myself. You're, you're well. I don't know. I'm not. You know, I gotta wind up to a rant. Okay, all but right. But I, 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 I will say that. The, the what has happened in the last week has raised my feminist ire back to uh, a state that it hasn't been uh, since um, I was uh, first woke in the uh, 70s. <laughs> I and my feel... poor husband was terrified of me, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. There, was very, there were very few things he could say that weren't that weren't met by me going, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sort of like every nervous kind of afraid to say the, to say the least. I, I, I don't recall feeling this, uh, rage ever, frankly, but, um, no, I, I, and, and the backlash that, you know, that now, you know, that basically, uh, white, Senate uh, male Republicans are saying that, you know, essentially that, no, teenage boys get to sexually assault girls with impunity. Yeah, that's pretty much what they're saying. I mean, that is the ruling. That is going to be the ruling. Well, the the thing I don't understand is how they say that she was a credible witness, but if she was a credible oh, witness, they think she was blind, dear sister. They think that she laid on her back with his hand over her mouth, staring into his eyes, and she doesn't know who he was. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, because it, it it makes absolutely uh, no sense at all, at all. No. <clears throat> so. No. I mean, if it had been a different, you know, positional crime, any of that, but if she's flat on her back with him on top of her, holding down, you know, holding her down with his hand over her mouth, she's looking straight at his face. She knows who it was. It wasn't a clone. It wasn't a guy that looked just like him. No. It was That's him. who it was. Yeah, that was him. Okay, so... um uh, the Washington Post had a big story on how you are. We are already seeing exactly what you're talking about: the angry white male backlash, and that this will build and build and build. And um, here's some just some quotes for you. Rush Limbaugh yesterday. These women are angry. Something has happened to them in their lives and their rage and anger. They take it out now on the country or on all men or men in the powerful majority, which, of course, is white Christian men. Okay, then we have their... They would would be the ones that seem to deserve it most. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) then we have their women enablers, and there's tons of them on the right. Ann Coulter writing, 
all this um, snickering at white men. Uh, there has never been, listen to this, there has been, never been a more pacific, less rapey creature than the white male of Western European descent. Is that oh. not the most disgusting thing you've ever heard? On so many levels. On so many levels. I, oh, I mean, that is, I mean, she's managed, I, I, I can't even yeah, believe what yeah, she managed yeah, to accomplish yeah, with that yeah. one statement. Yeah, yeah. It's racist. No, I don't, you know, there are always women that are, <laughs> That, that want their place to be firmly under some man's thumb. <laughs> well, they're comfortable um, with there's, that. There's Susan, a certain comfort to that, I guess. There's Susan, it's but, it's we were raised that way, okay? And a lot of women, um, just like, I mean, or just somebody who likes tradition and how things are meant to be, is more, it doesn't want to upset the apple cart or feels that men are in power. They're in power in that woman's marriage. They're in power in her church. They're in power in her government. And everywhere she looks, she works for men. And that's just the way it is. And she, uh, like uh, almost a Stockholm Syndrome thing, identifies with them and with their pain. Right. And because women... Right have been raised to take care of men, to take care of everybody, to uh, let others' feelings supersede their own desires or their needs even. Um, there are a huge number of women who will well, forgive men anything. Let's take this one step further. And then there are, there are other kinds of women uh, that, that I would think would describe, say, me, who... Uh, who a, is a feminist through and through, has always been, is, is, had worked, but then decided, no, I want to stay home, raise my children, take on a traditional role while that was important. So you can be woke and a stay-at-home mom. Oh, yeah. Political. Oh, sure. And, and 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 caring about others and doing all of those womenly things. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. And still not, you know, cede your power. That's what I don't get. Well, I think I, I you know, I think Paul Krugman got it, nailed it in his column today. He said uh, this: What Thursday's hearing drove home was that white male rage is not restricted to blue-collar guys in diners. It is also present among people who've done very, very well in life's lottery, whom you would normally consider very much part of the elite. So he wants to, and I've said this before, Trump voters, uh, right-wingers, white conservative angry males, aren't just these blue-collar types at all. No. They're, you saw them. It's all those angry white senators. And he says this resentment on their part is driven, obviously, not by actual economic losses at the hands of a global economy or immigrants or minority groups, 
but really by fear of losing status, of losing yeah, yeah, the yeah. This, this is this is an assault on their entitlement. Let, the, let right. there be no mistake. Right. That's what that's what Kavanaugh was blubbering about in those hearings. Not his outrage out of being falsely accused, but his outrage at being called to answer for right. behavior that was his damn right. Because he's never had to be. He's a privileged boy and then a privileged man. And the, you know. But that's why I couldn't watch him. I couldn't watch him because I thought he was being so transparent as to the source of his outrage. I mean, you know, he's not blubbering about his calendar. He's blubbering about being in this outrageous situation when he should have been on that court already. As Krugman says, nothing makes a man accustomed to privilege angrier than the prospect of losing some of that privilege, especially if it comes with a suggestion that people like him are subject to the same rules as the rest of us. Uh, well, right. This and, is the and that, and thus, my, and thus, my position on sexual harassment class as the remedy for you know yeah. wayward legislatures and stuff. I mean, it's not like these men don't know. It's that they don't care. They don't admit that that rule applies to actually them. Yeah. So. So the class can last five seconds. It applies to you. <laughs> Here's some other pollsters on the Democratic side saying, you know, this isn't going to end well ultimately for uh, <laughs> Republicans. Uh, and uh, oh. you disappeared. Yeah, you did. Hello, do you hear me? Yeah. Okay, you disappeared for a good uh, 15 seconds there. Really. Yeah, it's okay. You, then you can I that, and then I said, Lynn. Yeah, I heard Lynn, you. You were never gone. You no, I was here. Okay. okay, let me just quote a Democratic uh, operative. A lot of white men don't know what it's like to feel threatened, to feel powerless, to be frustrated, and as we go through the reckoning of this lopsided power balance between men and women, there is going to be a lot more of this this being the enraged Lindsey Graham the enraged Brett Kavanaugh the uh you know Ann Coulter's Rush Limbaugh there it's like you know if we were a nation divided right and left we are also a nation uh, increasingly divided male and female this is really something Yep, and I so given that, I would just like to say, because I was listening to a CBS poll being that was conducted yesterday that found that um, half of, you know, that 60% that or 70% of uh, Democrats or something uh, do not uh, believe that Kavanaugh should be seated, uh, some high number. Um, and, and of those, most are women, and that, and but that it's exactly reflected in the Republicans on the other side. <coughs> and I was, and I said, yeah, but I really do think that there are more people that on our side than on their side. Well, there's no doubt about that, and all the all the <laughs> so polls are showing that. We just have to vote. We just have, have to, to vote. vote. 
the, the Quinnipiac poll, which I do have uh, here, say that women, and this is not a very high number if you ask me, that women questioned, uh, oppose uh, Kavanaugh's uh, confirmation by 55% of women. That's not high enough for me. 37% no. 37% support. There we go. Uh, men support him 49% to 40% against. So in some respects, the men are showing a closer... Uh, I, I, I'm surprised that the males, it's not higher. And for the women, you know, I'm just surprised in well, all. Well, you know, what's interesting is there is a very vocal group of men coming out who, thank God, do not want to be associated with but, these yeah, other people. I mean, we true. know they're out there. There's oh, a lot sure. of good men out Wonderful there. Wonderful men out there. And, you know, and they're standing up and having their say, too. There was uh, some comic at the same comedy place, comedy place that Louis C.K. keeps showing up at, mm -hmm. uh, that, that includes in his... And in in his act, a, a line about something to the effect of, I mean, do you really want to live in a place where it's no longer correct to remove all your clothes and masturbate to completion? I mean, is that the culture you want now? <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. But that's actually what we're talking about. That's yeah. what their outrage is about. Yeah, that's they want that back. Well, I, and I think, you know, no. Here's the other thing that I, I think is so obvious. I, and I, I think we, we talked on the phone last night, and I was saying I keep having this fantasy that uh, Judge uh, Chief Justice uh, Roberts is going to make a phone call or two to some senators and say, guys, I just want to tell you, I don't want them. I don't want them. I got enough trouble on this court now making it appear like we are an impartial body please don't send us this this man this who is so tainted and that he's a clinton behind every yeah, pillar and that will have to recuse himself from a million cases that come before him if if you were a <clears throat> uh, uh, a liberal group <clears throat> any group that he sort of tarred and you end up with a case before the court, would you not ask that he recuse himself? Because he Absolutely. actually said there'll be payback. Did he not? So yeah, I do believe that's what he actually said. <clears throat> no, what goes around comes around. That's what he said. But it was just, it was clearly a threat. All right, you guys doing this to me, I'm going to get you. So if you're a Democrat... Oh, here, wait a minute. Shit. Uh, Dave writes, no. this, this is off topic, but why can we hear Susan so clearly? But as of yesterday, you couldn't take phone calls. Okay, because she is on a different dedicated line. However, we have something, we would like to try a phone call today. There's something new they've put in place. So I would appreciate a... I, I'm happy to hear that they can hear me because the last two weeks they could barely hear me. So <laughs> okay. thank you for that piece of information. Okay. Um, thank, and thank you, David, because I want to... clearly irritating whoever this is. <laughs> well, 
no, it's irritating everybody and nobody more than than I. Um, so if you have any, even a test, you don't even have to have a question. If you just want to call uh, or a statement, just call up and let us test call this up, damn say thing. Hi. Right. Call up and say, hi, how you doing? Uh, blah, blah, blah. That'd be nice. I hate white men, too. And hang <laughs> up, you know, it's okay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's really awful. So I am really, I have to, I would like to emphasize that I am, I am, every time that I read a a thoughtful comment by a man saying, no, you know, we've got to be willing to stand with our sisters here. Yeah. Certain things are not our right. Yeah. Well, the and thing is, is that this guy? why would you want this guy? He he lies. We know he lies. I mean, you know, how much is it? So that's not good. We know he lies. We know that he's intemperate, you know, uh, and and there are legitimate questions as to his character. Right. So what? Well, we know Susan. They, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Is that the dog? <laughs> Was there a siren? <laughs> Ernie, wow, that's a great mimic. I mean, that's, geez. Okay, Susan. Okay, I've left the room. <laughs> all right, all right. Ernie, stop upstaging us. That was the best moment of the show so far. Um, okay, we do have a caller. Let's let's just okay. okay good. Cross your fingers, guys. Hello, caller. Hello, man. Oh! Wow. How's that sound? I can hear you both perfectly clearly. Oh wow. Well, I think I can this hear you like... too. So. Did you sound a little though garbled? Or are you enunciating properly, caller? Are you Are you asking me? Yes, yes. I am. Yes, I, I am enunciate. I am enunciating very clearly. Yes, he is. He's enunciating perfectly clearly. Are we okay? And uh, you're you're fine. And I'll just say, uh, as a white man, I hate white men too. <laughs> I, oh, no. Okay, I understand. I, I love you. Thank we you. We do understand. I understand like because you guys. Yeah. I'm okay, it looks like we've got a we even have a second caller. Susan, the callers have been pent up for weeks on end not being okay, able to be on, heard. Let him on, let him okay. On. Hello, caller. Hey, it's Jonathan. How are you doing, Lynn? And hi, Susan. Hi, hi. Jonathan. Hi. Okay, important question. Is Susan's dog available to play shofar and my <laughs> You know, I've often thought that. I do. I start screaming out the commands. Okay, now wait. <laughs> for for, for, for non-Jews, no one's going to understand this. But he, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Jonathan just I'm said sorry. it sounded like, sorry, isn't that amazing? It sounded like the Jewish, you know, the, the shofar, the, the ram's horn. voice? I'm not kidding, though. I really thought somebody was. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, on, on to the, more of the topics of the day. 
Um, I don't know if either of you saw this, but Lynn, I'll send it to you. An, an article in Huffington Post with a headline. It's from a lecture Kavanaugh gave. Kavanaugh on how to be a good judge. Oh, called, God. Oh, Keep emotions, open quotes, in check, and open quotes, don't be a jerk. He gave a, a lecture about judicial demeanor. Yes. Oops. Yeah. And, and in no way did he, uh, yeah, did he meet the bar, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> no. no uh, speak. But you know right, what? Right. Okay, what are the odds? What do you think? Give me a, a do you think he's going to be on the court, Jonathan? You know, I, I, I really thought it was, uh, you know, in high 90%, but now I'm about, 60 yes and, and 40 no. Okay, but you're still thinking, know. yeah, he's going to they'll they're going to see yeah. him. I I had oh. I had better even more hope than you. Um but this drive they have of the 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 FBI report is going to be made on Friday and they want to vote on Friday. How do you even they haven't even read the report? They just they, want to bulldoze it. They don't need it. to read the report. They don't care. Why would they read? Well, that's that they don't care what well, that's why you still think it's more likely that they'll put him on. They I don't think care. They'll, they'll rush it through. Yeah. yeah. Well, they'll they'll at least send it to the full Senate. Whether he gets beyond that, I don't know. But uh, there you go. I think the judicial committee will will at least. Uh, push it through the full Senate. Well, they'll send it to the full Senate, and then Mitch but McConnell. It's going to the full Senate. And then it's, Mitch. Uh, it's, it, it's, well, oh, that's right. It's already at the, the Senate. That's, you know, maybe there's enough people there. You don't know. They don't need many to say, no, there's, there's, we know that there, why should we do this to our own brand? We know that there are, you know, 18 more good conservatives right behind this guy that doesn't come with the baggage. Let's just get one of them. Yeah, yes, but their clock is ticking, and, yeah, and they know. feel it. I think well, they they should and, they should hurry up and vote them down and try again. They've made the calculation. They've made the calculation I, I, that they'll take the immediate uh, negative hit for doing it, and uh, they'll revel in the next thirty years of Supreme Court uh, decisions. They'll they're willing to do it. Everybody who sat out the last vote or did a protest vote, especially in our swing states. Kill them. Yeah. Hunt them down and kill them. No, I'm right. kidding. But I feel that way, kind right. of. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Goyle. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, is That's this funny, because not... I've often thought that Ernie sounded like a shofar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a. I mean, I've heard him. Yeah, I've heard him in person. Uh, Once in Palm Springs, Susan, I was walking him by myself, and um, a a squad car or something went by, and I heard it in full blown. It's amazing. It really is amazing. All right. Well, I I loved it. That I don't even know. I think the greatest thing about this show is getting the callers back into it. And Ernie, yeah, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, you have no idea. I I mean, there are a lot of relieved people behind me too, who are were so sick and tired of me ranting and raving about it. And I I just flat out had reached the end of my rope yesterday. And man, they did it. All right. Uh, We have a caller. Okay, come on. 
Hello, caller. Hello, Lynn. Yeah. Yes. Hi. Um, this is Kathy in um, Pittsburgh. I had a question about why CNN is running advertisements to nominate Brett Kavanaugh. Well, because they, ex I mean, because they're a, because <laughs> they're making, they make money through uh, commercials. And I mean, this isn't isn't anything that's in our control as a viewer, except to contact our, you know, local representatives. But it's just running right on the heels of all the news feeds. Well, and hey, it just seems it's a. That's who bought the time. Some dark money there bought that time to run that thing, and they think that's. I'm sure they think it's brilliant placement. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. It might be annoying. It it might be annoying the heck out of you, but CNN is not going to not run something like that because it would then, if they refused it, they would be held up as a obviously uh, partisan uh, so-called news operation, and so they've got. They have. They really well, have they're no. Just, they're just, they could also just get sued. You know. Yeah. The, the airways. You know. They have no reason. They have. Stuff. They really have no reason, and uh, maybe no right to uh, deny it. It just seems that maybe I wasn't paying attention prior to that that we've ever seen commercials for Supreme Court justice. Well, you no, you, no, you never you have. Haven't. You don't <laughs> run for Supreme Court, exactly. you know. So no. But you they haven't. started, uh, you know, they started running these kinds of commercials for him long before the hearing. Remember, there were women coming out and saying, I know Brett Kavanaugh. I can't think of a more wonderful human being. They, ha they knew they might have a woman problem, and they had all these women doing testimonials to him before there was even a hearing. Mm -hmm. Well, I just find it a little slanted, but that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Thank you, and I'm glad you're back. Oh, me too. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. <laughs> You're the uh -huh, one who's bye -bye. been missing. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh -huh, bye. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, I'm just getting... Hey. So, uh, did you watch Alex Trebek? Susan, I forgot all about it. I remember when they uh, announced that there was going to be only one uh, gubernatorial debate and that Alex Trebek <laughs> was going to be nom uh, moderating it, and I thought... WTF? That's what I thought. What the right. hell? And 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 then just wondrously, he they have to frame all of their answers in the form of a question. Yeah. <laughs> what did he was horrible? Apparently, just horrible. Uh -huh. It was all about him. He um horrible enough. Horrible enough that I mean it. I'm reading about it here. Where did I see something on it in the Washington Post? I think it was in the Washington Post. Yeah, and they and, just did a scathing review. And our reporter here, uh, Ryan Dito, I gotta, I gotta give him a high five today. Actually, was quoted in the Washington Post for uh, you know some remark he made about WTF. Uh, I'm sorry I missed it. Um, beyond belief. Beyond belief. Uh, let me see. He started, well, I'm not going to, for those of you who missed it, he, 
he spent most of the time talking himself, going into all kinds of soliloquies, talking about how the state legislature here was too large. I mean, I agree with what he was saying, but people didn't want to hear him. He was supposed to ask questions. So, boy, I don't think he'll be asked to do another uh, debate. <laughs> uh, the ladies of the... Well, don't uh, you get the sense that he's sort of a jerk anyway? Yeah, I've never liked him. So if someone from the no. League, League of Women Voters said this, um, Mr. Trebek is to be commended for his obviously rigorous preparation for this event, but he is not running for Pennsylvania's governor. Mr. Trebek's opinions and the opinions of the audience should have played no role in this debate, and Pennsylvanians have not gained a thing through this exercise. Oh, here's our guy, uh, City Paper's own Ryan Dito, uh, quoted in the Washington Post, saying, not really going out on a limb here, but this was a terrible debate. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So there it is. Yeah, guys. I'm glad, I mean, I missed it. I missed the show, which was Alex Trebek, but... Uh, I didn't right, miss. Alex said. Alex said that he had only agreed. He said he would do it, but only if it were more like a conversation. He left out the part where it was a conversation where he did all of the talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, little Tony is saying, by the way, that he uh, for our uh, for our uh, previous caller. I have seen ads for Kavanaugh on MSNBC. Uh, too. They are always women saying how wonderful he is. I'm sure CNN and MSNBC would gladly run ads against Kavanaugh as well as if someone wanted to. But there are no ads against him. There's never been ads for a Supreme Court nominee, has there? This is ridiculous. No, but I mean, you know, there. think back to our earlier years when you would uh, drive down the highway and see impeach Earl Warren signs everywhere. I mean, you yeah. know, that there have been other times when our court has been, you know, politicized part of, you know, similar, you know, not similar, but, you know, this, well, similar threats to its very existence. Yeah. Uh, well, and people are saying, isn't he a Canadian? Yeah. I, well, Yeah. That doesn't matter. Quebec. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. And somebody, uh, Margaret, is saying, uh, you know, Pat Sajak is next. <laughs> <laughs> and Vanna White can pull the questions out of a drum. <clears throat> God. Or, or touch a little screen and the question lights up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh... Someone says, Debbie says, I knew about a letter that Kamala Harris received but did not know what it contained. It's sickening, and I believe this poor woman. Pay close attention. I don't know anything about this to pages 13 and 14. I don't know. Uh, you know anything about a letter Kamala Harris received? No. Uh, Susan? Yes. Oh, okay. You scared me. Uh, we got oh, no, you were asking me? No, no I well, I was. No, I mean, anything. 
No, I don't know anything about and in particular pages. That's not fair. Uh, you know exactly when are we supposed to read that during the show? Tell yes, us what right. You're talking about. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> um, oh, by the way, uh, this from the New York Times Science section today: <clears throat> uh, termite colonies have been discovered. <clears throat> excuse me, that are made up entirely of females. This has never been known before. Uh, termites, by the way, are uh, have very complex societies, divisions of labor. They create and, and circu- they do all these amazing building things. Um, besides taking them down, they also build some of their own. And now... Right. So in the science section. And the first thing they do is get rid of all the The men. men. (laughs) They said, and now add to all of these amazing things termites have been doing since the time of the dinosaurs, that now they're overthrowing the patriarchy. (laughs) Well, that's interesting because the science article that caught my eye, and I thought it was in the New York Times, was the one about uh, schizophrenia and immunology. And how there are there is more than one case of a situation where in the case that they talk about is a uh, young male schizophrenic, uh, drug resistant, nothing helped the guy, and then on top of it, the poor schmo gets uh, leukemia. And in the course of the treatment of the leukemia, he ends up needing a stem cell. Uh, transplant or a, a you know some kind of you know replacement of blood transplant and uh, um, it cures his schizophrenia. Wow! And then they they start looking and there are several cases of uh, actually someone in the twenties did research um, uh, uh, that people that developed high fevers. Um, frequently were killed of their psychotic illnesses and that it was a relationship with the immune system. And if he could re-trigger it, it, it stopped with the, with the attacking of your neur- neurological networks. Wow. And so now they're trying to figure out how to leash that. But can you imagine? That would could be so imagine huge. That would if, be so if, huge. Wow. Because, you know, schizophrenia attracts it almost always shows up after of you know bright happy you know successful people in their early 20s right that's when it hits right they're gone yeah that's when it hits wow well and that's huge that's bigger I mean, than termites if they could, if they could figure this one out wow mm-hmm. yeah that'd be great well do we have a caller i'm sorry we have a caller hanging there so uh, caller go ahead please Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, these people that say Kevin was a great guy, you see him on his commercials. How many times have you seen where people would say how wonderful the guy next door he helped people turned out to be a serial killer? Well, so that's true. That BS about how wonderful <laughs> these people are, you don't know, could have a dark side like everybody else. Exactly right. That's absolutely right. He seemed like such yeah. a nice man. Yeah. Well, it's 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 the same with all the usually women that said, well, he didn't. He was always a perfect gentleman with me. He couldn't rape Therefore, every woman. He couldn't. He couldn't. You know, right? <laughs> he had to, he had to have take a day off here or there. 
you know, rapists don't, yeah, they can be very nice to some women in their life and don't rape them. Oh, dear. Yeah, thank you for that. This is so ugly. Okay, I want to change the subject. I never heard, I didn't even know there was this thing. This is how out of it I am. Uh, I think it was the New York Times style section, the Sundays, uh, you know, one of those things where you write in questions to an, you know. Right. And it was, I've been invited to a gender reveal party, and I'm, and I thought, a what? A gender. Well, you didn't know about gender reveal parties? Where have you been? Have you ever been invited to one? No, but I know they exist. Well, I'm not. I'm telling everybody right now, don't invite me, okay? A gender friggin' reveal party where I guess they pass around pictures of sonograms and, but apparently people are one-upping each other with these gender reveal parties. It's a boy or it's a girl and there have been a lot of accidents that have occurred because just like, just like, uh, just like proposals now where used to be someone could just say quietly in a private moment would you marry me now it's got to be you know marching bands uh you know jumping out of plane who knows i find this all so repulsive uh but gender reveal parties have caused all kinds of uh of troubles somebody trying to have uh all blue uh, fireworks go off as the, you know, uh, have burned things down. And I actually do have a a story here (laughs) about um, 47,000 acres of prime grassland in southern Arizona was destroyed. Uh, 800 firefighters fought days to get it right. under control. Uh, that, I, that was a gender reveal party that caused that? Uh, yes. It turns out that Dennis Dickey, an off-duty pat- border patrol agent, was celebrating at a gender reveal party for his wife, and he filled a target with colored powder, and he shot an arrow at the target, and when it exploded... It would, if it was pink, it was a girl. If it was blue, it was a boy. And, oh, no, he didn't do an arrow, a rifle. How silly of me. When he fired his rifle at the target, the target exploded and sparked the fire that spread and did $8 million worth of damage. And they listen to the end of this like story. They do in California. Listen to what it says. Dickey and his <laughs> attorney could not be reached Sunday night to confirm whether the baby was a boy or a girl. <laughs> that got lost in uh, the fact that he almost burned down the state of Arizona uh, trying to, you know, this insanity. I can't take us anymore. Yeah, I, see, and I'm thinking about why I've never been <clears throat> invited to one, and it's because. All of the uh, latest generation of small children, their parents have opted to find out the old-fashioned way. Yeah, most of the people I know don't know. When they fall out, you take a look. Yeah, right. You don't know. Why do you have to know? And And as we have discussed so often on this show, 
that doesn't necessarily mean bupkis anyway. Well, that's I mean, why this every, guy wrote the every, question. Every gender reveal should just come up with a big question mark or a we'll wait and see. That's right. We? That's right. That's why the guy was writing the question. He said he thought it was outrageous in this day and age when we now knew that gender could be fluid why parents would still stick with this, you know, binary, it's a boy, so we do blue, it's a girl, so we do pink, when it could be who knows what, right? Anyway, right. The, the guy told him to go to the party. Um, that was the answer. Uh, but I, I'm just sick of Americans in general taking what should be private things and not only making them public, but making them into spectacles. When did we get Expensive like that? Spectacles. It's spectacles. Spend that money on your kid's college fund. Believe me, you're going to need it. Uh, yeah. Oh, and speaking of that, so the Halloween direct, uh, 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 what do you call them, uh, things, decorations, are already... Yeah. Uh, going up all over my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. In my neighborhood, oh. there's skeletons yeah, yeah, behind yeah. little fences and rest in peace signs. Uh, I know. So listen. So now I'm walking my dog, and my is poor dog is terrified by these things. Oh, of all the skeletons. Well, I mean, oh, he walks goat. by a lawn that you the day before did not have an arm coming out of it. So he, he like, <laughs> stops and says, and then, I mean, he cowers. He's like, what the f I mean, he, he, it's like, you're torturing my dog. I didn't realize Halloween's going to be a, a rough night, just people coming to the door. I'm going to have to have them farmed oh, yeah. out. Yeah. I'm going to have to have yeah. them farmed it's, out. No, these, hol these holidays are tough on animals. You're for, yeah. Well, because every so, time someone no, comes me... to the door, he's going to bark. He's going to think we're being invaded. So, oh, God. Okay. Let me change. Let me change the subject one more time because I want to report a new low in parental uh, abuse. Uh, it, and this is a news story that comes out of the high school uh, in the district of which I was on the school board. So a parent is suing the district because their son did not make the soccer team. <laughs> And and and, oh, and and it's not that he didn't make the senior varsity, but given that he didn't make the senior varsity, they felt it was his right to therefore be on the junior varsity. And the district's position on this was, well, that's not how we do it here. Here we use, you know, Merit. freshmen yeah. and sophomores to learn, you know, and yeah. then they either make it to varsity or they don't. That's just it. And they sued. And they even sued for an injunction that demanded that the kid be on the team while the case was decided. The judge, of course, said absolutely not. And <laughs> I think this is a loser. But can you imagine? Can you imagine? Will that kid be tortured? That, that kid is toast. That kid will be tortured. And Right, and they're doing it as a Jane Doe, and you know, and I'm reading about this in the hometown newspaper, and someone writes in, yeah, like everybody doesn't know who this poor unfortunate kid is. Right, exactly. Of course you the know, kids know. You know, here's hoping they just feel sorry for him because those are his parents. Okay, well, I have another parent story that I actually wanted to bring up. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it has to do... <laughs> 
Susan, you know, like I meditate now. I try to do it every day. I don't always manage. And there's yeah, these, and you're so calm. And there, yeah. <laughs> and there, there are these apps, you know, for for it. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And the apps like tell you when you're, um, you know, they say uh, you've meditated four days in a row. They let you know when you sign on, so it's like you know you can have a streak going. It turns out, right. I remember reading somewhere, that people who are meditating now are like in some kind of competition with other people meditating to have the longest streak. Now, how well, the sort of hell... The, yeah. How the hell... Well, first of all, can't you, just, can't you just turn on the app and walk away? What? The whole purpose of meditation is not, it's not, how can you be competitive about meditation? I get, I, I totally understand <clears throat> your, your initial thing, but my other question goes as to cheating. How does the app work? Can't you just turn it on? Well, right, you could turn it on and it'll count it. No, I don't away. know. Yeah, and walk away. Walk. Right, right. That's, that's true, too. But good God in heaven. And I, there's other things that have been made in, I mean, everything. So dancing is competitive now. Everything, singing is competitive. Everything's competitive. Yoga can be competitive. And I'm thinking, I so hate this culture. I can't stand it. Well, listen to the latest thing. This is from the Wall Street Journal today. Headline, the competitive world of school lunches. And this is about... Parents, mostly mothers, being in competition with each other, packing their child's lunch box. Oh, I hate these women. I hate them so much. They could be men. There's one man who's talking, mostly women. And I got to tell you, Susan, who is doing this? There is a picture here. I'll I'll hold it up to the camera. There is a picture of two lunch boxes. And it is true. These look like works of art. Can you see them? Those are lunch boxes for children. And every day they change. There are women who have a theme every day. There are women who do, let me see, here's a woman who is on a self-imposed mission to create one letter themed lunch every week. She's on O now, so it was an orzo salad, an orange, and an Oreo cookie. God, all I could think of is that poor kid's eating onions. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there weren't onions. Um, yeah, what these kids eat is amazing, actually. Um, so for those of us that are that are old-fashioned and are pretending like we're listening on a radio, can can you just describe it? Do they look like little bento boxes or something? Are they well, gorgeous? it turns out, yeah, they are bento boxes. How did you even know there was such a thing? Because uh, I go to restaurants. Okay, I didn't know that was a name. That's from Japanese. It's Japan-inspired multi-compartment boxes. And they say they are bento box brands such as Yum Box, Planet Box, and Omi Box. So they have these compartments. And listen to this. 
The lunchbox competitive craze has helped fuel an industry that includes now specialized utensils and pre, this is the, I gagged, pre-written parental love notes. <gasps> well, we do that with greeting cards. Why not let the parent not think about that? I mean, you know, what I, oh, God. Uh, lunchbox. You know what the joke is? The, the joke is the kid just walks in and throws it into the garbage. <laughs> Listen to this. Posts on Instagram about lunchboxes rose 90% in the first eight months of this year. And what they do is they make these glorious, so this one I'm looking at, there is a sandwich that appears to be made of fruit. They said it was vegetarian. It is wrapped in a way that would have taken, it's like origami. There is a melon of sorts that has been placed in between two slices of, of course, whole wheat bread. And it has been sliced and julienned in a way that would take unbelievable amounts of time. And then there are these cornucopias of fruit that look like still life paintings. And what these women do is they make them and then they take pictures of them and then they post them. And therein lies the competition. And I, I am so, there are now lunchbox support groups. Well, for women that feel bad that their lunchbox is just has a <laughs> peanut butter and jelly it and says it's potato on, chips. I don't which, know. Lunchbox support the kid group. Prefers. No, I think it's helping women who don't have these kind of skills, including one is called Think Inside the Lunchbox and My Lunches for My Girl. They're lighting up Facebook. I hate this culture. I hate them. We have a call. Hello. Lynn, it's, hey, Lynn, it's Mike Hi. in D.C. Hi, Mike. Good this to hear is you. what happens when parents don't have their own life. When the world revolves around the center of the universe, which is their kid. Yep. It's not good for the kid. It's horrible. The kid doesn't want it. Horrible. The, the kid doesn't want it. That, that lunch would never even make it. To school, I would throw it away on the street. I'd leave it on the. Yeah, bus. I'm telling you, I think the same thing. The kid doesn't. The kid's going to get there and be, you know, everybody's going to look and and point at him and make fun of him. Beyond belief. So these 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 women think they're loving their child, when what they're showing the world is you have no life. Guess what, though? I'm gonna I'm How gonna. Sorry for I, you. You know, but I'm gonna throw a wrench in the works here. A lot of these women, according to this article are working mothers who do this out of guilt. To assuage their guilt. So they stay up. They put their kids in bed, and then they stay up showing their kids how much they love them by making these lunches. So it's, right, it's either, it's, it, it, there's more than one way to end up in this absurd situation. Isn't that Back a, to my point. They don't have a life. Their life is their child. 
Why isn't that woman up making stained glass windows? Why isn't that woman doing something that makes her, you know, that enriches her life? Her world revolves around that kid. Who will be, who will grow up to be an insecure monster is my guess. Do you want to supervise that girl? No. Thank you. Or that boy who has that lunch? Talk about privilege. Say this wasn't good. Try again. Yeah. Yeah. They're crippling their children. That is, and that's, I mean, and that's the mother that later on is suing the school district when the that's little right. Johnny doesn't make it to the soccer team. Right. And that's the kid that mother never hears from once they have the opportunity to get away. Yep. These parents Autonomy are is a natural part, of, a natural part of childhood. If you don't let your kid pull away now, you're never going to see him when they're 20, 30, 40, 50. Well, if if they don't kill themselves because they're out on their own for the first time and they don't even know right. how to cross the street. That's true, too. I mean, that's the thing. That's what I saw in college because I went to school with plenty of these kids. Um, and at that time, most of them were okay. from Manhattan, and they didn't know how to function outside the three-block radius of their own town. And, I mean, they just couldn't handle it. And quickly you know we're drinking too much doing too many drugs you know being lonely for mommy and they were gone after the first semester yeah hey i gotta go guess what i got callers lined up hey thank you mike good to hear you um i just want to get this email in quickly dave says how did i survive all i got was a bologna sandwich and a cookie if I was lucky, once a month I got a bag of chips. I was so deprived. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, caller, hi. Hello. Hello, Clarence. Hello. Yes, I got about uh, two weeks' worth of opinions. to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> Get busy. <laughs> no, I, when, I hear, when I hear things like this, all I do is I flash back to my childhood and think about how often I just wanted to get away from my mother, <laughs> and, and she didn't want, and she didn't want me around. That's true. Go play. Go That's play. Right. play. What are you doing here? I know. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and so I'm thinking, who? Where did? When did this start? And my mother was a working mother. You know, when did this start? <laughs> I don't know because I was thinking we made our. If we wanted to carry a lunch in, we made it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, shoot, I was on uh, the school lunch program. <laughs> yeah, I ate school or lunch or we walked home. Or you paid your two dollars and twenty-five cents, and you got you know whatever you got. Right. We got lunch tickets at the beginning of the week. We you know poverty. We got right. free lunches. <laughs> we got whatever the whatever the whatever Miss Blair made that day. That's what we got. <laughs> I still can smell what that food tastes. I, and fish sticks always on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. We. Pizza, pizza day was a day in uh, I don't think we in, had in that. South Central in Canada Middle School District. That was the day, you know, you got your pizza, which was basically spaghetti sauce on top of right you know, white bread. Was, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but the cool thing was they would have extra pizza. Oh, <laughs> so when wow. you finish yours, you can go say ask Miss Blair for because you have another slice of pizza. You know, that was like that was like the days. <laughs> and very few, only, the only kids there were few that lived close enough they could walk home for lunch. 
and very few actually came in with it. And it was in a brown paper bag. And it right. Like a peanut butter and yeah. jelly sandwich. Right. And yeah. You, and you bought your little carton. You bought your little carton of milk for a nickel. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. And everybody ate, and everybody was just fine. We were all just fine. We were fine. Laura yeah. writes, my my daughter was lucky to get a paper sack. I hope she, <laughs> Laura. I hope you put something in it. We just gave her a paper bag. <laughs> a, the paper bag, you know how you used to have to, you bought them. You know, you bought like a little, a, you know, a little right, right, like a paper right. bag. We were good for, you know, don't throw that paper bag away. So you might have to carry your lunch in it. <laughs> you, right. Yeah, you, know, you go to the grocery, you might have a grocery store bag with like a peanut butter and jelly. There's more bag than, than, than food. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. You didn't go and buy special bags. No, I mean, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. yeah, exactly. And, and, and then the kids with the school lunch boxes with cartoon characters on them. Right. It was like, they, you know, like a kid carrying an iPhone in the school. <laughs> a lunch box was like an iPhone. It was like, oh, my God, is, is that Scooby-Doo? Because <laughs> they had a little thermos inside, too. Yeah. They did, and you could have hot soup. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. It's amazing and all it of us survived. Of, yeah, but the, I, I'm thinking, you know, when you hear... My life is so hard. It's so difficult. I have so much stuff to do. <laughs> and I always say, you know, I always say, well, just don't do that. You don't have to do that. Your kid's <laughs> going to be fine if you don't do that. You know? <laughs> I got to take my kid to soccer practice, run the ballerina, and then I got to fix their lunches. Oh, my God. You got <laughs> my it. My life is so difficult. Yeah, you got kids it. Share rides with other kids going to ballet or something? Sit down. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Yep. It is just yeah. effing amazing. Hey, Clarence, good to hear your voice and... <clears throat> All of these pent-up uh, tirades uh, that you guys want to unleash, feel free in the next uh, days to spell me because I believe me, I have missed you. So I got I got another caller. What? If I was going to do a tirade, I'd read Donald Trump's closet because he has the worst ties. All right, okay, you're out of out. here. You are out <laughs> okay. of here. Goodbye. All right, bye. Bye. That's Jeez. what was pent up in him. Bad puns. <laughs> Bad puns. Right. Hello, caller. Hi, Lynn and Susan. Good morning. I thought I was ahead of the curve when my kids were in high school, or in, actually in grade school, too. I would, um, I coordinated holidays. So when, like, the month of October is all about fall and Halloween, so I would do stickers and napkins and everything that matched. But then the kids would take the stickers and put them on the inside of their lockers. So if you can only imagine by the end of the year with 100-plus stickers stuck in the sides of their lockers. Did they have, and they <laughs> probably... It was a nightmare for any custodian. Yes! But the kids always thought they were... You know, I just, you know, that's... And then next month is Thanksgiving, and then it's Christmas, you know, so I would just have these. And I still, to this day, why do I still have them? I have, like, a shoebox full of stickers with, you know... Pieces missing, but one eventually they're just going to go pitched into the trash. But uh, that was always kind of fun to do, and the kids loved them. And nobody else had stickers and and matching napkins and and little things in their paper bag lunches. But I thought, how boring could they be? Just a sandwich. But uh, it was kind of funny over the years doing it, and uh, they still make comments about it. But I never made the Wall Street Journal. No, yeah, no, you might be <laughs> no. responsible for this whole goddamn thing. Right. <laughs> they took it one step further, which is the point. No, no, no. They you you, were, you had a theme, but you still gave them just plain old regular peanut butter and jelly. Oh, brown paper bags. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Have then, a good day, girls. You too. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Oh, dear. Now, Milt yeah, is sending I mean, me stories know, about this. Huh? Milton is sending me stories about this in uh, the Japanese art of making school lunches. It started in Japan. That's why they have those. They made those little compartmentalized boxes. Oh my God! Well, actually, you know, uh, my son occasionally is in uh, Europe <coughs> for meetings, and they frequently order in at these meetings. And he takes pictures of the way you know the carryout meals show Boy, up they in, in, in uh, France and in uh, England. They, they do come in little wooden boxes, and the, and the utensils are carved wood. It's all eco-friendly and responsibly, and he says, and then, you know, and they just have a little cheese, and a little, he says, but they're the most gorgeous things you've ever seen. He said, I, 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 he, he, he likes to save them instead of eating them. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah, they're that lovely. Well, you know what? We have we are out of time. I do want to give Roger the last word. A competitive meditation is so Buddhist, he said. And I want to say that I can't wait to see this movie, which I at first thought I could. Born uh, again is the a star is born, right? A star yeah. is born yeah. is getting off the chart rave reviews i mean no people, it has been for a while i'm feeling the same way i, I think i'm actually going to have to go see a movie we got to go see it our own uh, tony norman here who uh, is a columnist uh, must have gotten uh, early i don't think it opens here in theaters till thursday and he said he spent the whole time with tears streaming down his face and he said he thought it was just perfection and um yeah, Joe Morgenstern in the Wall Street Journal goes stark raving nuts. So it, if you want to see a movie that's been made 5,000 times, this looks, looks like they finally got it right. Maybe they should quit now. Seems to be yeah. made, made well, every you know, decade. I, I keep saying this. It's not like they don't restage uh, South Pacific on Broadway every five years. You know, no one has a problem with that. So why shouldn't they do it with the movie too? Okay. Especially when the script, you know, the script gets updated and all that sort of stuff. Well, I'm I, just sort of surprised that I that people are surprised that Gaga can act. I yeah. mean, Gaga is an act. Yes. You know, I mean, she lives her whole public life as an act. Well, she went to <laughs> acting school, did she not? Where your daughter went to? Well, she was. She went to yeah. She went to NYU, but she was in the educational theater side, so she was. Uh, you well, do a lot of the same stuff, but she ends up a teacher of the stuff when she can't make it as Gaga. Well, she made it as Gaga, so there you go. Yeah. So she's got yeah, now well, a whole film she's, career she's that's going to take off. Yeah. Wow, wow. So anyway, it was, it was so pleasurable the last 20 minutes or so of not talking about you know what, you know who, and how Wasn't enraged it? we are. Yeah. Yeah. And see it it's possible too. And Ernie and Ernie was a great thing. <laughs> and listening to the audience voices. Oh my God. Thank you. I'm thrilled. Okay. Well he did Ernie did do himself proud. That was a that, that was, was a proper yodel that That was, was a beaut. Okay. That was a total beaut. All right, Susan. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank okay, you. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.